0: what's going on everybody welcome in to tuesday's episode of all canadian wade zanketa connor o'neill big show planned out for today we are going to go through some top 20 players in u sports before we get to that we do have some news and notes and
1: have to take a quick second to talk about our sponsors absolutely sawdust city brewing company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door Visit their website at sawdustcitybeard.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This May, as it comes to a close, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be a legal drinking age.
0: And we want to take a second to recognize Area 51 Sports Apparel, the newest player in Canadian team sports and uniform equipment industry locally and minority owned area 51 sports's goal is to provide high quality uniforms apparel and equipment at affordable prices area 51 sports offers uniforms and equipment for all sports at remarkable prices check them out on instagram at area 51 sport or reach out to them via email at area 51 sports apparel at gmail.com and they're happy to answer any questions you may have before we get into news
1: and notes, how are you doing today? What's going on? We're back on a Tuesday. You know, not too much going on. We're just waiting uh, football season. We're waiting that final announcement. We're waiting on the Edmonton Elk announcement or whatever their name may be. Uh, you know, vaccines are still rising in Ontario, among other places in the country. Fans uh, and stands are starting to look like a real possibility, especially after the Canadians game six. We're going to stay with Montreal for the first bit of news and notes, though. Montreal native Catherine Raich was named the VP of football ops in Philly with the Eagles. She's been with the team since 2019, was a former assistant GM with the Montreal Alouettes and a director of football admin with the Argos. Huge news for a Canadian. Not only is it the highest ranked Canadian in professional sports uh, as a female, but it's the highest female in the NFL ranks outright, no matter where they're from. And to have that as a Canadian, I am so proud and excited Uh, to be represented on that stage. Uh, They need all the help they can get in the football ops in Philly. She's definitely going to help them turn it around.
0: Yeah, clap it up for Catherine. Doing a great job. Certainly did a damn good job with the Owls. I mean, look at the roster. They have the collection of talent, the coaching staff they've brought in. Man, super excited for that one. Very excited to see what she is going to be able to do in Philly now as the VP of Football Operations But we're going to head up the highway a little bit to where we are now located, the city of Toronto. Some news coming out of the Argos. Bit of a strange one, but understandable. McLeod Bethel Thompson is back with the Argos. But Nick Arbuckle's
1: there now. I don't know where to go with this one. I I feel like this is just kind of covering themselves in case Arbuckle isn't all they paid for. Um, But at the same time why would you try and re-sign a guy that's that good of starting caliber? Maybe it is they just, they just don't want to waste a season. And if Nick Arbuckle isn't the guy, then they need to have another guy on the roster who can take over. But um, to me, all signs are pointing to Arbuckle, like he said. So just kind of uh, sign as a backup for McLeod Bethel-Thompson.
0: Yep, I agree with that. There's some familiarity with it. He knows the offense. He's run the offense. Uh, might not be familiar with some of those new wide receivers they've brought in for him, but... You know, I, 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 I get it, but I, I certainly expect Nick Arbuckle to be the starter on day one.
1: Absolutely. And as we're talking about starters, Mike Filer back with the Tie Cats, uh, keeping that center role filled up in Hamilton. Uh, I'm sure Jeremiah Masoli and Dane Evans will be quite happy to get him back.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Big part of that unit in Hamilton a big unit in himself for getting bodies out of the way, keeping Jeremiah Jeremiah Masoli upright. Um, I mean, that was kind of a no-brainer. That was just kind of, you know, we'll get that news when we get that news, I guess. Mike Filer back with the Cats, though. And some news on the CFL season as a whole coming from TSN's Farhan Lalji. The CFL is reportedly past the bubble concept. He said it's not on the table, so there will be no... No more bubble ideas for the CFL. The CFL, if they play, when they play, it's going to be in their own stadiums for
1: all nine teams. Absolutely. And on that note, there's 550 fully vaccinated people who attended last night's Game 7 for the, the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. With that being said, I feel like the government was kind of pressured into allowing those 550 fans so I don't know if this is a sign for any Ontario teams or if there's anything they could possibly read from it.
0: No. Let's reiterate: these were fully vaccinated healthcare workers that were that had to be entered into a lottery system to win the tickets to get in the to get into the stadium itself. And it's only 550,
1: but I'll take 550 over zero. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, start is better than nothing at all. Lalji also broke out some news regarding the starting of the season, uh, saying, I fully expect there to be approval from PHAC on the quarantine front and for training camps to begin in early July, as we're currently led to believe, and the season starting on August 5th. I'm optimistic that it's going to happen. So we've been kind of hoping this would go. We've been leaning towards this way. Teams have been leaning this way. Now Lalji's breaking it down for us as well. Uh, exciting to know that we are going to get Canadian football.
0: And kind of to tail onto that, Pat Steinberg from the Fan 960 in Calgary said, if all goes according to plan, we could have a 14-game schedule to sink our teeth into in the next few weeks. Uh, so yeah, 14-game schedule. What do you what do you make of a 14-game schedule? I, I, I'm personally, I'm fine with it. It's a couple extra games lost, but we're getting a season.
1: It's better than a zero-game schedule, and that's what I'm going to keep coming back to if we get any Canadian football this year. It's better than what we got in the previous calendar year. But even with 14 games, you can still possibly be able to gamble. Uh, Bill C-218 will be studied by the Senate Committee on Banking, Trade, and Commerce this Wednesday. Good to see that the committee is giving priority to this bill. That is from Senator David Wells, who tweeted that out earlier. We are going to get this bill tabled pretty soon, it looks like, before they have to table it for an election uh, they will be reading it over, voting on it. So it's a good chance that when we kick off with the CFL season, we're kicking off with some gambling numbers as well.
0: Yeah, I think that the government's just looking at this going, all right, it's time to push it through. And this is a table that we've been hammering on for so long. Legalize single event sports betting in Canada. It's a huge market. With it coming up, it's going to explode. That means you can head over to bet 99 and get in on some CFL action should the bill go through,
1: should we get a season
0: on August 5th.
1: Absolutely. Make sure you head over there, enter the code CFP for 100% of your initial deposit matched up to $600. That means if you put in 20 they give you 20 as well. Make sure that you spend it wisely. We are responsible gambling at Bet99, and every game starts over here at Bet99.
0: Hopefully we put some money down on the Montreal Canadiens. Last night. We don't uh, know
1: what the result is. We're just kind of taking a stab here. It will be Tuesday by the time you guys hear this. but
0: We're recording this one on a Monday, so no clue how the game is going to turn out. I mean, we just kind of want to see City of Toronto
1: burn around us. But Now it is time. The main event. That is our U Sports preseason top 20. This is not CFL draft related. This is strictly the top guys in U sports this upcoming year does not include the guys who have been drafted and are going to be sent back. I know if we did this one with the last season, Malcolm Campbell one would have been one of those guys who Hamilton sent back to the varsity blues. And he went on a tear again, ruining games for quarterbacks over and over. Uh, but this list is going to be straight up guys that haven't been drafted. Uh, just so we know for certain that they're going to be here. We're going to start at 20 work our way to one, talk about a couple guys along the way.
0: And just to reiterate, like, The Logan Bandys, the Grant McDonalds, the Nick Crosses, the Ben Laddicks, they're not going to be featured on this list. They just got drafted in 2021 as well. So we're trying to give you a preview of some of the guys that are coming up in the system. We're giving you some new names, names that you haven't heard yet, maybe some names that you have already heard and should be more aware of. So again, guys that have been drafted
1: are not going to be talked about today. Absolutely. We're going to start it out on the East Coast with number 20. We're going to go Alex Fedchen. Uh, the defensive lineman from St. Francis Xavier. 52 tackles, 5 sacks, 8.5 TFLs, and an interception last time out when we saw the X-Men. Uh, Reith John Girard, the running back from Montreal. Tanner DeYoung, quarterback from Carlton in at 18. Kadim Pierre, DB from Concordia at 17. And Noah Zerr. You guys heard us talk about him with the East-West Bowl group, but he is that new anchor on the Saskatchewan Huskies offensive line.
0: So these are your first five. Alex Fetchin, Reith John Giraud, Tanner DeYoung, Kadeem Pierre, Noah Zur. Who's your guy in this block?
1: It's got to be Tanner. We talked about a quarterback here. There's only two on the list. Uh, If you guys can't guess who the other one is, spoiler, it's Trey Ford. He's going to be up high. But Tanner DeYoung is the next guy in U-Sports for me this year. We know about the arm strength. We know about the cerebral play. We know about the toughness. We know about the leadership. But Tanner has spent the last year and a half working on his athletic ability, his body, his composition. And when he brings it back, he won't be that dual threat like Trey Ford. But if it breaks down, he can run for a couple yards. And he's going to gain yards. He's a great athlete. I think that was the missing piece for his game. And now as a fifth-year quarterback for the Ravens, I'm expecting him to dominate U-sports. Tanner might hate me for saying
0: this one, but it's kind of like that sneaky Aaron Rodgers type athlete where you don't expect him to but when the play breaks down and when it comes down to it when he needs to use his legs he's gonna be able to do that he's been working hard in the offseason and he looks cut he does
1: but we're gonna to get to the next group of guys Donovan Brugmeyer from Alberta the defensive lineman big guy on the interior Nolan Bedard the linebacker from Queens the always athletic Jaden Dalkey from the Golden Bears as well Matt Lasician coming in here at number 12 from the Dinos. And then Anthony Federico, the disruptive defensive lineman from Queens. Who's your guy in this bunch, Connor?
0: I was really, really thinking about going Anthony Federico in this one just because of the status of what he is as a player, the amount of times he gets into the backfield, just the, the overall havoc that he wreaks on offenses. But I'm not. However, I am sticking with the Gale. I am going with Nolan Bedard on this one. Because of how versatile he is. And we always talk about when we're we're coming into draft season, can this guy play specials? My answer with Nolan Bedard is yes, he can. Spent a lot of time playing sandbacker for the Queens Gales. I expect him to maybe make a transition to DB as he enters the CFL draft process. But this dude, not only did he put together 45 tackle season, three and a half sacks, seven TFLs from the Sam spot. He also had 437 punt return yards, which was second to only Calem Beaver from U Ottawa in the nation in 2019, who in the last four years outside of Tunde outside of Adeleke is one of the most dangerous returners with the ball in his hand.
1: Absolutely, and that's on a team that also has Ben Aran, who has been one of the best kick returners in the OUA. So kudos to Nolan Bedard for racking up those kind of numbers. Uh, only looking up for him and Coach Ryan Beckman is who's going to use them in all kinds of different ways uh, in this upcoming season. My guy, I'm sticking DB. I'm going Matt LaCiechon out from Calgary. When we saw LaCiechon last, he was in that mix with Trayshawn Abrahams Webster, and Dean Leonard, and he had guys like Grant McDonald in front of him. But LaCiechon always made plays. Even Nick Stats was back there. LaCiechon always made top end plays. I'm really looking forward to him kind of breaking through as his lead name for the Dinos this year. I feel like he's going to make it very tough to get deep plays on them. Uh, As a defense, I'm excited to see this Calgary team come back and try to defend their Vanier Cup.
0: Is it any coincidence that his last name rhymes with
1: technician? (laughs) No, it is not. Good pun on that one. Uh, We're going to move to the top 10. Number 10, Gordon Lamb, wide receiver, Waterloo. Number 9, Joshua Archibald, the defensive lineman from McGill, who raked in 27 tackles, 5.5 sacks, 9.5 TFLs, 4 forced fumbles, and also 4 PBUs. Gets his hand on the ball. Then we're going to go with Nolan Lovegrove at number 8, the receiver from the Varsity Blues. Number 7, Tyrell Ford, one of the twins from Waterloo. And then number 6, Rashid Tucker, running back from Queens. In this group, as bad as I might want to go with
0: Rasheed Tucker, I I can't do it. I can't go back-to-back, Gales. Back I got I to gotta kind of branch out here, and I'm really going to branch out with this one. I'm going to the RSEQ, and I think this guy might be our F the play-up guy no, of are, the year. We've
1: already got finalists accumulating. We cannot distribute that award until after the season.
0: Okay, well, this guy can be in the running for it then. Okay, fair. Joshua Archibald. The defensive lineman from McGill. You rattled the stat line off. And what really jumps out to me is the amount that he gets into the backfield. 5.5 sacks, 9.5 TFLs, 4 PVUs. This dude is throwing hands up at the line, knocking balls down, creating an absolute mess for some of the offensive linemen and quarterbacks in the RSEQ. I know they don't throw that much in the Quebec Conference, but this dude, uh, he really stands out to me. And and to kind of give a smaller school guy, some light. I like to do that. So I I think Josh Archibald gets a shot here. Um, I think he might, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that goes to a regional combine
1: and shows out, I think. I'm going to take over for your Gales then. I'm going with Rasheed Tucker here at number six. We're talking about the eighth leading rusher in U-sports. Okay, that's eighth in all of U-sports for total yards despite playing only six games where everyone else is playing eight. 106 carries, So, not very much. We're talking 17 carries a game, 17 and a half. This guy knows how to be the bell cow of your offense, but at the same time, he's gonna get almost 100 yards a game. He's got 628 yards in those games and almost a touchdown a game with five. This guy is a workhorse, he's an absolute beast. With the ball in his hands, I'm I'm excited to see Rasheed Tucker come back for the Gales and carry the load for this offense as they work with young quarterback Alex Freakin.
0: I watched a lot of Rasheed Tucker football in twenty nineteen. I am very excited to watch this guy kind of take the next step. And if he put up six twenty-eight in six games, what's he gonna do with a full eight game schedule? If we get that, everything permitted, eight game OUA schedule. I think Rasheed Tucker is not only going to be one of the most dangerous backs in the OUA, but one of the most dangerous backs in U-sports this upcoming year. Getting into the top five, though, we're going to break these ones down one by one by one, all the way up to number one, starting with the Alberta offensive lineman at number five, O-line U out there for Coach Morris and his Golden Bears, Peter Kazushka.
1: Absolutely. With Kazushka, we're talking about a people mover through and through. This guy played the opposite end from Carter O'Donnell when we last saw the Golden Bears take the field. On that, Kazushka has had a ton of time to get his technical skills refined, which was the biggest missing aspect in his game. He was always phenomenal athletically. He just needed that little touch-up after opting out of the 2020 CFL draft. He has the chance to do that extra year with Coach Morris and that fantastic staff. So, Peter Kazushka, number five. We're going to move in now. 4A, 4B, we kind of lied with the U-Sports top 20. These guys are phenomenal, first of all. They are the two similar players, and they also happen to be brothers. Yes, if you have not guessed it, Calgary Dinos, Jalen and Tyson Philpott. We have these guys penciled in at 4A and 4B because we cannot justify putting one above the other. These guys are the same electric player. They're going to give you downfield threat, they're going to give you return threat. And they're going to carve you up underneath if you try and let them. And they're going to make tough contested catches. Those aspects combined with their uh, their top end speed, they are the biggest weapons. And Josiah Joseph has to be thanking his lucky stars that both of these guys did not transfer last time.
0: Jalen Philpot, Tyson Philpot, Josiah Joseph. I think those are three names that you're going to see in the top of the stat categories in the Can West as we move through the 2021-2022 U-Sports season. I mean, plus, let's not forget that the Calgary Dinos have a ton of returning offensive linemen coming back. So, uh, man, Calgary is going to be a damn dangerous football team coming up in, in 2021.
1: But one player they are going to have to deal with a lot out in Can West. I expect this guy to be full tilt in the Hardy Cup next year. That is Adam Macker, the running back from Saskatchewan, this guy ticks and ticks and ticks. And if he's on, or if he's on the field, that Saskatchewan offense is dangerous. They're going to move the ball like nobody's business. And Macker is going to make you pay for any missed tackles that you have on the field.
0: Yeah, this dude put up 1,300 yards in eight games in 2019. 1,300 yards. That's absurd. He was the Saskatchewan Huskies offense.
1: Absolutely, and with big guys like Noah Zerr pushing the pile for him, that trend looks like it's going to be continuing. I mean, we talk
0: about Alberta being offensive line U, which is true. Uh, Don't get me wrong. They put out a ton of great offensive line talent, but Saskatchewan, man, they've been developing offensive line talent quietly over the last three, four years. I mean, Scott Flory and his staff with the Huskies are doing an incredible job
1: absolutely and Flory's history as an offensive lineman in the CFL is definitely paying dividends for the Huskies program as they look to protect guys like Mason Nice and move the ball efficiently with guys like Adam Mackert and Tyler Chow before him. Moving into the number two, we're kind of dominated here by Waterloo Warriors. I'm going to spoil it for our viewers or our listeners. Trey Ford is the number two player for us right now. And you're going to say, well, who's number one then? We will get there. Trey Ford... Nothing else you can't you could say about him that's new. You all know about the athletic ability. You know that he can hurdle people standing up. You know that he's gonna throw the ball past you like a laser if you give him the chance. I think he's phenomenal. He's definitely on the Het Crichton watch list. I, I I think that they would have to make a serious run in the playoffs in order for him to be considered for that award. Judging by how much they uh, they value team success when voting for the OUA MVP and ultimately the Heck Creighton. But I think Trey Ford's a great number two.
0: When you have a guy like Trey Ford that, you know, can go out and lead a conference in passing yards, but then can turn around and come close to leading a conference in rushing yards, that's a guy that you have to give some serious consideration to for that OUA MVP, for that Heck Creighton award. But you're right, it's dependent on... What is this going to do as a team as well? What does Trey Ford do for his team? Can Trey Ford win games by himself with with blocking ability like Spencer Andrews, who we're going to talk about, and pass catchers like Gordon Lamb, who we have talked about extensively? I think Waterloo could be poised this year to have a damn good season.
1: Absolutely. And you spoiled our number one overall player in the U Sports for the 2021 season right now. Spencer Andrews, offensive lineman, Waterloo. Trey Ford has so much success because he doesn't have to worry about a lot of pressure. And that's because a guy like Spencer Andrews has been anchoring the offensive line since he stepped on campus. Andrews is a freak of nature when it comes to his pass blocking ability. He's also mean and nasty in the run game. He's going to push people around. And with that, the ability that he has to kind of dominate one side of the line, really opens it up for Trey Ford. If he knows that Andrews is there behind him, he could peel out and spin that way if he's feeling pressure, and he knows that that end's going to be protected on him. So uh, it makes a world of a difference. When they're trying to run the ball like they did last time out with Dion Pellerin, and Trey Ford's trying to run some read options as well, or scramble even, it's such a big difference maker to have Spencer Andrews there. And if he's on the field, I agree with Connor; they have a chance... But if he's not there, I I think it seriously hinders the Warriors' ability to make a deep playoff run.
0: Spencer Andrews is that type of player. He's so important playing that left tackle position. The things that he does as that left tackle for your offense just just elevate their caliber of play. And, And you're right, if Spencer Andrews is not on the field, which... You know, I think it for a guy like that, with his toughness and grit, it would take a lot for him to not be on the field. But without Spencer Andrews on the field, it's a completely different offense. When you get this guy, when you watch Spencer Andrews move in space as well, I watched a couple of clips of him pulling just because I wanted to see how he moved when he got out. Mm-hmm. And there's a few clips, he was coming around on the edge. Or sorry, he was he was pulling from the left side, coming to the right side. It was kind of a sweep toss play. And this dude got into the second level and just bodied people i know yeah yeah he got into the second level and he was hammering dbs but man he was moving linebackers out of the way he was moving dbs out of the way he was getting out in front of deon pellerin which if you see an offensive lineman get out in front of your running
1: back with that type of lateral quickness and speed only bodes well for your offense absolutely and that closes out our top 20 U sports players leaving the total with nine oua guys eight can west three from Quebec, and one from the Atlantic. Yes, I know we had 21 because the Philpott brothers were in there, um, but you can't really separate those two talent-wise. It's too difficult. And on that note, we just want to remind you guys that the Canadian Football Perspective podcast is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all your return-to-play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 in all caps. Once again, CFP 15 for 15% off all your return-to-play whistle needs. And as we
0: close the show out, we do want to take a second to thank and remind you that Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This May, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code Use CFP, all caps, CFP, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age. And that kind of closes this one out today. A little bit of a shorter episode. We got some fun stuff in the works. We're going to have some great guests coming on. So don't miss that. Stay up to date with us.
1: As always. And you guys know where to find us at on social media at O'Neill at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective on all platforms. Make sure you guys stay tuned for any extra giveaways that we may be doing uh, with Area 51 or whoever we have our next giveaway with. Uh, But absolutely check out the breakdown tomorrow with Marsh and DT. We'll be back at you Thursday. And then the Friday house party, as always, with Kyle Mello and Marshall Ferguson.
0: So that closes it out for the Tuesday show. Hopefully you weren't too disappointed in the result of the Leafs-Habs game last night. But we will catch you guys on Thursday.